The primary mission of the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union is to serve their members. As the nation's largest Catholic-oriented credit union, they have a special concern for the poor, the underserved, minorities, and all Catholics. Thank you to the Notre Dame Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the Building Through Him podcast. Hello, this is Mary Jo with a little love note from the Building Through Him podcast. So I don't know if any of you have ever experienced sibling rivalry. Uh, It can get pretty intense sometimes. And we, especially in my family, get very passionate about sports and so one of my siblings, her children go to another Catholic school than mine. And most of you know we've done foster care um, over the years and we adopted two little girls from foster care. But when we first got them, um, we were headed to a football game and my son was playing my sister's son, my nephew, and we're on the way there and we we're like getting all jazzed up. And the funny thing is both of them barely played any, had any time on the field at all, of course. But on the way there, we're like, we're going to kill St. Charles. We're going to destroy them, blah, blah, blah. And my adopted daughter, she's my foster daughter at the time, she was like, Mom, I don't understand. And I was like, what? You don't, what do you, what, what don't you understand? You got to, you know, gear up. This is what we're doing. We're going to fight them. And she said, Mom, those are our cousins, right? Why do we want to destroy our cousins? I don't understand. And I was like, what in the world am I even doing? Like, what are these words coming from my mouth? We know our words have power. And I hadn't even recognized how disgusting my words about destruction and death against another Catholic school were until, you know, she was eight at the time. This little eight-year-old points it out. Like, why do we want this other school to be destroyed? And I was like, oh my gosh, Mary Jo, get yourself together. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm so sorry. That was ridiculous. I should not be saying that. And so just taking a step back when something like that happens, you know, we know that a competitive spirit can be used to inspire us, to motivate us. But when it starts to create division, that's not of God, right? And if Christians, as Christians, we have one enemy and it's not, you know, different sects of Christianity or we're between two different Catholic schools or whatever. We have one enemy and it's Satan. That's our only enemy. One enemy, it's Satan. This is from the Gospel of Mark. Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name. They're like tattling. And we tried to prevent him because he does not follow us. Jesus replied, do not prevent him. There is no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me. For whoever is not against us is for us. I love that Bible quote. So in the movie The Hobbit, if you haven't seen it, it's a very good movie, but there's the scene where the elves and the dwarves are outside this mountain, and within this mountain is treasure. And both groups of species, I guess would be the name, believe they're theirs. And they both have like rightful claim to what's inside this mountain. And the dwarves and the elves are both good. Okay. They're both good, but they also both have some weaknesses. So the elves, they're good, but they're also elegant and beautiful and that's fine. But they also struggle with some vanity and they're prideful. Okay. The dwarves are also good. They got like rough, tough. They're really good fighters, but they also struggle with being stubborn lacking forgiveness, and 
being prideful. So the commonality there is prideful. And so they're about to go into battle with each other over the treasure in this mountain. And they couldn't see past their differences because of their pride. And their pride prevented that unity. And meanwhile, the true enemy, the orc army, who is like, they look like actual demons, is rushing in. Like, they don't even know it at the time. They're so far off. But it, video camera shows this orc army rushing in, about ready to attack them. And so why would that be, right? Why would the enemy want us to attack each other rather than actually look at who's truly attacking us? If you've ever heard the term divide and conquer, that's why. So when I looked it up, this was the definition. The policy of maintaining control over one's subordinates or opponents by encouraging dissent between them, thereby preventing them from uniting in opposition. Okay, so the enemy knows that he has greater power over us when we're divided. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, right? But it's true. So anytime you feel division in your life, take a step back. And not just in like, you know, we're talking about different, you know, faith backgrounds or whatever. If you have division in your marriage, division between your children, anywhere in your family, division in your Bible study, division in your church, division between two churches, division between political views, just take a step back. We know that God's given us gifts that make us like him. Two of those gifts are our free will and intellect, okay? And so we're going to use those gifts. We're going to use our free will to stop fighting, stop talking, texting, emailing, communication altogether. Just pause, okay? It doesn't mean you're not ever going to say anything, but you're going to pause and take a step back. You're going to use your free will to pause. And you're going to pray in that pause. Like, Holy Spirit, come in and reveal Satan's tactics, right? Show me. And then we use the gift of our intellect, right? That's the other thing that God gave us that makes us like him. Why is the enemy causing division? What's his goal? What beautiful thing is about to happen that he is attempting to destroy? And always there's something, always. So this is an example. About a year before our oldest son, Father Logan, was ordained a priest, we had a huge blow up in our marriage. And it was right at the start of when we went for lockdown for COVID. So it was like we were kind of stuck with each other. We actually ended up needing to go to marriage counseling because it was so hard to deal with. I was feeling exhausted and frustrated and overwhelmed and angry. And I felt like I was doing everything for our family, making all the appointments. So I told my husband, you're going to need to find a therapist and make an appointment. And he was like, okay. So he starts calling around trying to find a therapist and make an appointment. His phone freezes. So he borrows my daughter's phone. Different phone plan, different network. Her phone freezes. Luckily, we have a ton of kids, and most of them were trapped with us in our house during lockdown. <laughs> so there's lots of phones to choose from. Finally finds a phone that works, and then he starts getting disconnected, talking to secretaries, just phone would just shut down. And he looked at me at one point in time, I was sitting with him. He looked up and he was like, Mary Jo, this is demonic. I know it. Like, it's demonic. So we, we prayed together. We did finally find a counselor. We had to do it over like Zoom. And it was very powerful and very healing. So if you ever have like um, a hesitancy to seek professional help, I just say like, 
move forward because grace builds upon nature and sometimes the nature needs to be healed. And that was a beautiful experience for us. So a year later, when our son is finally ordained, and I can see all the graces that have come from such a beautiful sacrament, I can totally understand why Satan was working so hard at the destruction of our marriage and our family. And I wish I could say that when all of this was happening, I had the like wisdom and humility to pause and invite the Holy Spirit in to reveal the tactics of the enemy. But I did not. Uh, I was holding on to my pride, which blinded me and hurt. And I couldn't see the real attack. Now, obviously, God was ultimately victorious. Thank you, Jesus. But I chose a path of intense emotional suffering that was just not necessary. It could have been prevented. And so I share this with you. Probably some of you are like, oh my gosh, that's TMI. But you know what? I share it with you because I don't want you to have to enter into all that suffering that's just unnecessary. You don't need to be deceived by the enemy the way I was. Just don't let that enemy create division in your life. It doesn't mean that when you see something that's wrong or like you know that's not what the will of the Father is, you don't remain silent. We still speak truth. We still stand up for our beliefs. We also recognize that division is Satan's way of weakening us. He wants us weak, right? He wants us weak. And that the true enemy is attacking and dividing us so that we're easier prey. So when conflict arises, pause, invite the Holy Spirit to reveal the tactics of the enemy and use the gifts he gave us, our free will, our intellect, our reason, to make wise and thoughtful decisions about how to move forward in love. This is from St. Augustine. O Holy Spirit, descend plentifully into my heart, enlighten the dark corners of this neglected dwelling, and scatter there thy cheerful beams. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.